It's now been one week since I achieved my dream of becoming a published author. It's been one week since Becoming Future You, Be the Hero of Your Own Life has been out in the world for people to read and purchase. And it's still exciting. I still feel amazing about it. And we are still talking about how did I do the work? Welcome to the Becoming Future You podcast, where it's all about you. I'm here to help you figure out who you are and what you want out of your life. What are your special gifts? How do you impact others? What does living a great life look like for you? The answers are inside you, and we're going to unlock them together. It's time to become future you. I'm your host, Mel Jolly. Let's get to work. How did I overcome my roadblocks? How did I get over some of my hangups that had kept me from working on my dream for about almost 30 years? Not quite, but it's been a long time since I was in fourth grade and my teacher said, hey, I think you're a good writer. And Tiny Past Mel was like, hmm, maybe I can write a book someday. Took a really long time for someday to get here. And this is not one of those cases where I've just been diligently working on it for that long. This is one of those cases where I set the dream aside because of a lot of my own limiting stories. So we're talking about how did I do the work, which you're going to be able to apply to your own dreams, whether it's decluttering your house or moving or writing your own book or starting a podcast or setting up your Etsy store or building up your side business. Whatever your dream is, you're going to be able to apply the strategies we're talking about today to your own dream because dreams take work. You got to do the work. So before I forget, though, if you, I'm sorry, (laughs) when you buy a copy of Becoming Future You, make sure that you buy it before December 1st and that you upload your receipt to my website Go to becomingfutureyou.com forward slash book, upload your receipt, and I will send you stickers, and I will send you an autographed book plate. If you bought a print copy, I'll send you a bookmark, and I'll send you a printed version of the companion journal. This book is is not just something you're just going to read and then like forget about. It's full of questions. It's a Mel book. Of course, it's full of questions. That's how I teach. That's how I communicate. I'm the why girl. I'm the one that's always asking you, well, why do you feel that way? And and why do you want to work on that goal? And why does it matter to you? That's my thing, right? Of course, the book is full of that. So I made a companion journal for you so that you would actually have space to write down your answers. So when you upload your receipt by December 1st, that's really soon. Don't wait. Go to becomingfutureyou.com forward slash book or your favorite book vendor, buy the book, go to my website, upload your receipt. I will physically mail you goodies. It's like getting holiday gifts. Yay. Awesome. Okay. Now back to what we were talking about. What did I learn? How did I actually do the work of achieving my dream? So in last week's episode, we listened to a couple of vlog episodes that past Mel recorded, and we're going to do the same in this week's episode, and I'm going to pull out even more strategies that past Mel was purposefully using 
and sometimes not even purposefully using, but now looking back, I can see that I was employing a strategy that I've previously taught and it worked out really well for me. Now, one of the things that I said last week was that I didn't believe that I could do it. And I don't actually cover this in the vlog episode, so I want to cover it now. I didn't think that I was capable of writing a book. And I'm talking about a year ago, past Mel, even though I kind of started tinkering with the idea of becoming future you. Obviously, this is where the podcast came from. This is where my website came from. Um, This is where my Instagram handle came from. I was tinkering with the idea and I knew that I was talking in that language, but I wasn't sure I could write the book. And that is because I had this limiting story that said, Mel, you're not capable. You're not smart enough. You're not worthy. You're not able to write a book. You can't do it. And one of the ways that I worked on overcoming that story is I've talked to you before about you find what you look for. You find what you look for. If you have a limiting story, look for evidence of a liberating story. And this is something I go into a lot deeper in the book, but Take your limiting belief, I'm not a writer, I can't write a book, I can't run, I'm not good at math, I'll be late to my own funeral. Whatever your limiting story is, take take a look at it, come up with something that's more empowering that you would like to be true, and then start looking for evidence of that thing. So for me, it was, I can't write a book. Well, okay, that's not helpful. That's obviously limiting. How do I turn it into something liberating? Well, what I wanted to be true was I can write a book. All right. So can I find any evidence that that's true, that I can write a book? Hmm. Well, I wrote a course and that course is all together in Scrivener. So let me see what the word count is on that. Oh my gosh, it's 45,000 words. That's a book. Oh, and I wrote this other course over here. That's 45,000 words. That's a book. And then I've, I've written my newsletter for seven years, and it's at least 500 words long. And I wrote it every single week. I can't do the math on that in my head, and I didn't do it in advance. Um, that's not a limiting story. I just don't have the answer right now. But I wrote all those words. That's a book. Well, gosh, Mel, I guess there is proof that you're a writer. I guess there is proof that you are capable of writing a book. So that's a little bit of the behind the scenes work that I had to do before I was even able to start putting up my vlog episodes and and use public commitment as one of my strategies for writing a book, getting myself to actually do the work. So if you missed it, Make sure you listen to last week's episode where I pull out seven strategies that you can use for doing the work. And then we're going to do the same thing in this episode. And I don't know the episode number off the top of my head, but I will look for it. I know I did an episode about you find what you look for. So I will link to that in the show notes. So without further ado, let's dive in and let's listen to Past Mel. Again, we're listening to the vlog posts that I did as I was going through the process of writing the book, I did those so future Mel would have a record and so that I could go back and like see how I was progressing. 
If you want to see those on YouTube or Instagram, the hashtag is can Mel write her first book? No, I think it's Mel writes her first book. Hashtag Mel writes her first book. All right, so let's see what past Mel had to say. I finished my outline. <laughs> Yay. I'm so excited. Um, my outline is 12,000 words long. So I hope that it is more of like a first draft or a zero draft or I don't know. I hope that I didn't outline a book that's like actually four books long. I, I don't think I did. I think my outline is actually more fleshed out than an outline. But I finished it. I feel so excited. I am always getting on to people about how they need to celebrate their wins. So I am celebrating this with stuffed crust pizza. <laughs> Super excited about that as well. I told you I was going to report back on whether or not I worked while my guest was in town. So my sister came to visit and we did a bunch of like, we went hiking and we went to the beach and we did, we did all this stuff. I did not work on the book. I did not get up extra early, did not work on it first thing in the morning. I don't feel bad about it. Uh, instead of getting up early and working on the book, I got up early and saw the sunrise on the beach. And that's a memory that I get to keep forever. The difficult thing was I took six days off from writing and then when I came back you would think in six days I wouldn't have forgotten but I did I was starting to forget as I was finishing my outline I was like did I already talk about this thing in a different chapter and so I had to do a little bit of of rereading to figure things out but I think it's gonna I think it's gonna be okay and I think that the chapters I'm gonna be able to write pretty quickly. I still have to come up with some examples, but finished my outline. Super pumped about it. Um, gonna celebrate it with a pizza. Didn't get writing done while my sister was here, but that's okay. And I think that's everything I need to tell you. I'm gonna start writing chapter. Oh wait, no, that's not everything. I also have another project I'm working on. It's a course that I'm publishing through somebody else. And so I have an external deadline somebody else is waiting on. And this is a challenge for me because I'm so excited about the book and having the outline finished and getting ready to start writing the chapters that I don't want to work on this other thing. I don't want to do it. Plus it's revisions. And so in my mind, I like already finished writing the course and I don't want to go back through and reread it and work on it. So that's a struggle. And in talking to one of my writer friends, she said, the new shiny is always uh, more appealing, more enticing. So I guess my new shiny is the book that I'm writing and the thing that I have to finish that I don't want to is the course. So I'm going to try to like knock that out. Even if I take three or four days off the book, maybe I can just do revisions on this course. Just blah, just really focus in and get it done. Okay, so that's everything. Got the outline done. Didn't write while my sister was here don't want to work on this other thing that's going to take me away from the book, but I'm going to do it anyway. I will report back on how writing the chapters is going. I think it's going to go really fast, so we'll see. Oh, past Mel, thinking that you could get those revisions done super fast, like bleh. Oh, oh, honey, we'll wait till your next vlog update until we talk about that one. But a couple of strategies really stand out to me in listening to this. Um, number one, 
celebrate your wins. Celebrate your wins. We talk about that all the time. And I know people struggle with coming up with ways to celebrate. So you you heard that my celebration was a stuffed crust pizza. Now, let me point out that I'm not working on a health-related goal. So it's not like I had a weight loss goal or um, some like a cholesterol number goal. And then I hit it and celebrated with something that was then going to undo some of the work I had done. So my having a stuffed crust pizza celebration was like amazing because it was a pizza place we'd been dying to try. The pizza was so good. It was so good. Best pizza I've ever had in my life. So it was a great, a great celebration. But when it comes to celebrations for you, don't overthink it. Like, what do you enjoy? What makes you happy? Is it taking your dog for a walk? Is it getting to sit outside? Is it taking a nap? Is it going to the movies? Is it going to the park? Is it going shopping? Is it getting to read for fun? If you struggle with coming up with ways to celebrate, just make a list for yourself, like a list called things I enjoy and start that as a running list. Put it somewhere you can see it, like put it on your fridge and your brain will just kind of start working on compiling what are the things you enjoy. And then those things make great celebrations. Some of them are small things, which you can do for smaller achievements. Some of them are big things that you would only do for big achievements. So I love going to the beach, but that's not something I can do just any time. Uh, we, don't, we don't live close to the beach. Let me say that. It's, a, it's at least a weekend trip for us to go to the beach. Well, you know, I can't do that just as a celebration for recording a podcast episode, but I can make my favorite tea, mm, chai tea, hello. I can do that as a celebration for recording a podcast episode. And that's something I enjoy and that makes me feel good. So what's, what's your list? What are the things you enjoy that you can start using as little celebrations for your, your victories? And the important thing about celebrations, it's only two things that matter. One, that you enjoy it. Two, that you connect it to the achievement. What you're trying to do is you're trying to lock it in and you're trying to get yourself to associate your work with success. I work hard and I achieve my goals. That's the story you're trying to build for yourself. So you enjoy the thing and when you're actually doing your celebration, when you're actually having your celebration, you're like, this is my victory tea. This is my victory date. This is my victory do- uh, walk with my dog. <laughs> Whatever your thing is, okay? So connect it to what you've achieved and celebrate your wins. If you're ready to achieve your big dreams, it's time to join my DIY coaching program and accelerate your progress. What's that? You want to know how a coaching program can be do-it-yourself? I'll tell you how. A coach's job is to ask you questions and help you figure out what's going to work for you while also teaching you methods for overcoming your roadblocks and creating a future you're going to love. There's no one-size-fits-all solution. That's why I designed Unlock Your 5-Star Future the way I did. I created eight weeks of video lessons to handle the teaching part 
and over 100 pages of worksheets to ask you all the right questions to help you uncover your potential, unlock your motivation, find your focus, and achieve your dreams. It's all about you. The best part is you can get started right now and work at your own pace. You'll pay once and get lifetime access. What are you waiting for? Go to becomingfutureyou.com forward slash unlock to join now and start living your version of your best life. All right, that's number one. Number two might seem counterintuitive, but you heard me talking about how I didn't work while my sister was in town and how I don't regret it. Yes, it meant taking time away from the book, but I saw the sunrise on the beach with my husband and my sister. And that's a memory I get to keep forever. And I came back from that trip recharged, right? I came back from that trip like having rested, having taken a break, and ready and excited to get to work again. So sometimes the thing you need to do to get the work done is to live your life. You don't need to sit back and miss out on everything. Sometimes, yes, sometimes you need to say no. Other times, you need to say, yes, I do want to have that experience with my kids. Yes, I do need to take a nap. Yes, I do want to take a day off. Yes, I do want to get outside and exercise. So when you're faced with that decision, ask yourself, what does future me want me to do right now? Does future me need me to buckle down and do the work? Or does future me need me to like step back and and take a break? This is a practice that's going to take you a little while to really get a good beat on. Sometimes you're going to guess wrong and that's okay. Sometimes you're going to step back and take a break and future you is going to be like, oh, past me. Why did you take a break? I needed you to get that done. Other times you're going to keep going and future you is going to be like, dude, we really could have used a break last week. Why don't you chill out next time? You're going to have to get to know yourself and the way you work. Okay. So that's two strategies right there. Celebrate your wins and live your life. Let's see what else past Mel has to say. Can Mel write her first book? That's the question I am working to answer in real time. So time for an update. When we last left off, I told you that I had revisions for another big project that I was working on and that I was going to try to do them real quick over a weekend. And I worked on them for that weekend for 14 hours and I was halfway finished. So the whole revision for this course that I'm working on took 25 hours away from working on the book, which meant I had about eight days totally away from the book. So when I went back to the outline, it wasn't as fresh in my mind as it could have been. Uh, At this point, I have written two chapters. It's August 16th. I told you I wanted to have it done by August 20th which would not have been as insane of a goal. It would not have been an insane goal if I hadn't put the revisions in there for the other project. So you think the lesson I'm learning right now is if I really want to focus in, finish a book, I'm going to have to say no to a lot of other things. So I'm still working. We're still going to answer the question, can Mel finish the book? But the answer, can Mel finish the book? rough draft of the book by August 20th is definitely 
definitely going to be no. So lesson learned, you know, don't take on other big projects. Don't think that you can do both things at the same time. Future Mel revisions of a course is pretty big and takes a lot more time. However long you think it's going to take Mel, it multiply it by four. That's how long it's going to take. So that's the update on the book. Got my outline. Feel good about that. Got two chapters written and feel good about those chapters. Not going to hit my August 20th deadline. Not going to give you a new deadline because clearly what we're establishing is um, maybe I'm not good at estimating time and maybe I need to not insert other projects when I'm trying to get this done. So that's the update. Still working on it. Yay! <laughs> I applaud your enthusiasm, Pastmel. You're right. You were learning an important lesson which is say no to other things. When you're working on something big, when you're working on a big dream and it's taking up a lot of your mental space, say no to other things. So one of the things past Mel didn't explain was it was not going to be possible with my schedule to work on course revisions and write the book at the same time. And not only was it not going to work with my schedule because I'm still working my freelance job and need to work for clients and the conference that I uh, coordinate was approaching. And so that was having more and more and more work. So it wouldn't have fit my schedule, but also revising a course and drafting chapters was going to take the same part of my brain. And that part of my brain, the part that writes chapters or revises a course only has so much energy and functionality in the day. I've built up my endurance. So just like willpower can be built up, just like uh, focus can be built up, just like your muscles, you can increase the amount of that that you wake up with every day. You can increase the amount of focus you wake up every day with by practicing. I only had so much focus though, and it was all going to go to one thing or the other, and it all went to those course revisions. That was a mistake. That was a mistake to shove that in after I had just finished my outline. I was excited to work on my chapters, and then I shoved that in, and it took a whole week, and it was exhausting, and it took so much of my brain. What I should have done was I should have said when, um, now there's other people involved, right? And a lot of times in your life, there's other people involved, but when those people came to me and said, okay, Mel, we have your we have your edits on your course. We're ready for you to revise it. I should have said, well, you know what? August is blocked out on my calendar. I can't get to it till September. And that really would have been fine. Looking back on it, that would have been fine. If I had said that, they would have been fine with it. I was not under the kind of deadline where I was contractually obligated to meet a certain date. So strategy number three, Say no to other things. Strategy number four, be more realistic about how long things are going to take. Oh, this is an area that I struggle. You guys know this about me. I just, I struggle with time estimation. I track everything so it helps me get better at it. So future Mel can look back at my spreadsheets and go, okay, revisions for a 45,000 word course took you 25 hours. Keep that in mind next time. You're not going to do it on a weekend. Also, another thing 
that I could do to help me with being more realistic about how long things are going to take. I don't know if this will help you. Um, but do you have somebody in your life who, when you're like, I'm going to do this in this amount of time, they're like, mm, I think it might take you a little longer. I remember telling my husband that I was going to do those revisions in one weekend. And he said, I think you need to revise your expectations. How sweet, right? That was that was very well put. It was very gentle. And I completely ignored it. I'm like, no, I can do this. Pump myself up and I'm going to get it done. And I worked hard all weekend long and I made it halfway. So two strategies to employ when working on your dreams. Say no to other things, right? We just talked about you living your life. If you want to say yes to living your life, sometimes you got to say no to other obligations. If you want to achieve your dreams, you've got to say no to other obligations or you're going to have to say, you're just going to have to wait a minute. Maybe it's not a hard no, I'll never do it, but maybe it's a, you're just going to hold up and wait a minute for me to get to it. And strategy number four, be more realistic about how long things are going to take. That will help you immensely in your planning. You don't want to leave so much time that you allow the task to just stretch on and on and on and on and on and indefinitely. That's why you you kind of give it some parameters. But if you're Mel, however long you think it's going to take, multiply it by four and that's how long it's going to take. That's how long you should budget for it. All right, let's see what past Mel has to say. Can Mel write her first book? I'm going to say the answer is yes. I had this revelation this week where I realized soon I'm going to have a finished book. It's not finished yet, but I have written 10 chapters out of 15. And at this point, like, why would I quit now? It's going really, really well. And that's for a couple of reasons. One, I went back to my outline. Uh, I, I was really like struggling to get the chapters out. And I told you I thought I could write a whole chapter in a day. And like that wasn't happening at all. And I realized that I had, I'd be looking at my outline for a chapter and I'd be thinking, I don't even think this goes in this chapter. I think it goes in another chapter. And did I already talk about this? And so what I did was I took a couple of days off drafting and I just went back to the outline and I started digging through it and I started cutting things out where I was overlapping information. And I started adding things in when I realized I had holes. And after I did that, I made one other change, which was normally I have this morning routine that's a couple of hours long. I love it. I feel like it really sets me up for my day. I meditate, I pray, I exercise, I eat, I shower, I do all these things. But after I would do all those things, after I'd been awake for a couple of hours, I'd start writing and I'd feel like I was behind, which I know sounds insane. But I'd feel like I was behind. And so I thought, what if I switch everything up? What if I get up, eat breakfast, make my coffee, feed the animals because like they'd ever leave me alone if I didn't, and then just start writing. So that gets me, you know, within 30, 40 minutes of getting out of bed, getting in front of the computer and starting to write. That was also hugely helpful. So between adjusting the outline and... Um, adjusting my routine, 10 chapters. The last four days in a row, I have written a chapter a day. Yes. 
So I'm not crazy. I can write a chapter in a day. I'm getting really excited and I realized I've had like a confidence click. I know it seems like I wouldn't have put myself out on the internet with this question like can Mel write her first book if I wasn't pretty sure of the answer, but I didn't realize how unsure of the answer I was until it hit me yesterday. Soon, I'm going to have a finished first draft. I'm so excited. So that's the update. I'll check in again soon. So let's talk about that confidence click that I had where I suddenly, you can hear it in my voice. And, and in listening to these old vlogs, I, I hear the progression of confidence in my voice. But you can hear that I've reached the tipping point. Like, I know it's going to happen. I know that it's not going to be long before someday I would be able to hold my book in my hands, right? That confidence click, competence begets confidence. It's a loop. Competence, confidence. You notice you're doing well at something and then you feel more confident. And then feeling more confident causes you to do better at that thing. And then you notice that you're doing better and it makes you more confident. And it goes on and on and on in a loop. The important part of that is the noticing. The loop can't happen if you don't notice that you're doing better. So for me, noticing comes from tracking. You hear me talk about tracking all the time. I was tracking my word count. I had my outline. I knew how many chapters I'd written and how many I had left. I knew I was over the halfway point, right? I only knew those things because I was paying attention. I was tracking. I was noticing. So when you're working towards your big dreams, if they're a big dream, it's, it's hard, right? If it was easy, it wouldn't be a big dream. It's going to take work. It's going to take time. You're going to have to be patient. A lot of that's going to come from noticing. You're going to have to be confident in, that, in, your, in your ability to do the thing, to achieve the dream. To have that confidence is going to come from noticing. It's going to come from tracking. So I know they've heard me say it before, but if you're not tracking your habit, if you're not tracking what you're doing, if you're not tracking every time that you go for a run or eat a salad or work on the book or declutter one drawer, if you're not tracking it, you're going to feel like you're not getting anywhere because the big dreams take time. So confidence clicks come from noticing. So notice your progress. Number six, strategy number six, be willing to make changes. You heard me talk about changing up my morning routine and being willing to, to notice, okay, this routine that I've been doing for, I mean, probably five or six years in a certain order takes, I mean, my, my true morning routine, if I do everything, takes about three hours from when I get out of bed. And that includes exercise and walking my dog and eating my healthy breakfast and taking my vitamins and prayer and all the other things that I said. While I know all those things are important and they absolutely set me up for success in my day, I also knew that they made me feel like I was behind, specifically when it came to writing. And so when I flipped things, and I said, okay, I'm going to write first and then I'll do my morning routine. Boom. Huge change. Huge change in my productivity. And that's because 
I was taking my highest priority, writing the book, and putting it first. So it got my best energy of the day, my best focus. I had the most to give to it. That's what I needed to do. So be willing to make changes, whether that's in your routine or whether that's in your strategy. Be willing to make changes. All right, that's five strategies from Past Mel, who was figuring out that she could, in fact, write and publish a book. And you can apply those strategies to your big dream, whatever it is. So number one, celebrate your wins. A celebration doesn't have to be big or fancy. The only thing that matters is that you enjoy it and you connect it to the thing that you achieved, the finish line that you crossed. Number two, live your life. Sometimes to work on your dreams, you need to take a break. You need to do something fun. You need to make a memory. And then you need to come back to the work refreshed and recharged and ready to work some more. Number three, say no to other things. Sometimes you got to say no. Past Mel should not have tried to stick that course revision right smack in the middle of writing the book, drafting the book, and using up all that good energy and losing her momentum. If you want to have time for your dreams, sometimes that means other stuff has got to go. Don't let your plate get so full that your dreams get pushed off the edges. Number four, be more realistic about how long things are going to take. If you're like Mel and you always underestimate how long something's going to take, do your estimate and then multiply it by four. (laughs) And then maybe you and I will be close to guesstimating how long something's going to take. Number five, build your confidence by tracking what you're doing and noting your progress. That's where those confidence clicks come from. That's when you hear, you know, like past Mel hit the tipping point and realize, oh my gosh, I am going to finish this book. Hold up. I didn't even know that I was worried I wasn't going to, but now I know that I am. And I realized that I wasn't 100% sure. Now I am. So that confidence click comes from tracking. And number six, be willing to make changes. Whether it's in your routine or in your strategies, make changes like I adjusted my morning routine. So that's six strategies that you can use to work, do the work to achieving your big dream so that someday you can be on the podcast talking about how you achieved your big dream just like how I and past Mel, past Mel and I achieved my big dream of becoming a published author. So my book, my book, Becoming Future You, Be the Hero of Your Own Life is available now at all book vendors. So get yourself a print copy or an ebook copy. I hope that the audio book will be out soon and I will let you know when it is. I think that's it. Have an awesome day, you guys. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and got something you needed. If you did, please remember to take a screenshot of the podcast and post it on your favorite social media platform. Not only will it help this growing podcast find new listeners, you also retain new information better when you tell others about it. So make a quick post about today's episode and then take action on what you learned. Remember, if future you is different than present you, that means you're going to have to do something different. If you'd like to get more clarity on who you want to become, 
Download the free Becoming Future You Starter Guide at becomingfutureyou.com forward slash start.